Please turn to the third chapter of Matthew. If you have your Bible, hold it up in the air so I can see it. Raise it on up high. This is wonderful. Wave it as a testimony unto Almighty God tonight. I love to see a soldier with his sword. You that didn't bring your Bible tonight, be sure to bring it tomorrow night. I want to talk about the charismatic renewal and the classical Pentecostal. At least I'll start out with this message tonight with such a tremendous heavy anointing here. I don't know how far I'll get into my message tonight. I don't plan to preach any longer tonight and I feel that God has brought our faith individually and collectively to a place of perfection. And when I feel that God has brought us to that place, I'll stop the message and minister as I feel the Holy Ghost is directing here tonight. There is absolutely no need for any person to leave from this house without receiving the deliverance from Christ that you stand in need of. Some have already found that deliverance. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for a healing line to be healed. You don't have to wait for an altar call to be saved. You don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands on you to receive the Holy Ghost. When the blessed Spirit of God comes down as He has here tonight, he comes down to touch your life and minister to your need. Decisions have already been made here tonight. Thank God lives have already been touched by His Holy Spirit. I want you to lift your hand one more time and wave it unto the Savior. Glory be to the living Christ. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I humbly stand here tonight in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and all the Spirit-born, blood-washed, Holy Ghost-filled, pioneer preachers, and faithful frontier fathers who ignited a flame of Pentecostal anointing and stood true to God and started an old-fashioned Holy Ghost Pentecostal revival. And thank God these men and women were willing to suffer excommunication Endure hardships and privations and reproaches and loneliness and even hunger. They suffered persecutions and physical discomforts and mental anguish and agony. They were willing to bear the distresses of being misunderstood men and women who calmly face the jeering crowds and uncompromisingly preach the everlasting gospel 
of Jesus Christ under the impact and dynamics of the Holy Ghost. Men and women who lived holy lives in an unholy world. Men and women who lived sinless lives in a sinless and perverse generation. Men and women who lived pure lives, holy lives, in a world that was filled with impurity. They were true to the Pentecostal truth when to have compromised would have brought to them the applause of a half-backslidden, spineless church in this Laodicean church age. Men and women who through faith subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness. They obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, and escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong and waxed valid in fight. And they turned to flight the armies of the aliens, not accepting deliverance that they might accept a more blessed and more beautiful resurrection. They endured cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and of imprisonment, of whom the world was not worthy. They ignited a flame of Pentecostal power that has swept across this world like a prairie fire until today it is estimated that there are more than 50 million Holy Ghost filled, fire-baptized saints who are marching across this earth like a mighty army. Thank God and Jesus has given assurance that the gates of hell and the forces of the underworld cannot stop it and bring it to naught. She'll march, thank God, until the church militant becomes a church triumphant and we lay the old cross down and see the crown of righteousness appearing in the clouds of glory. If you believe it, say amen tonight. Thank God this revival is not diminishing, but it is increasing with amazing results. Men and women of every walk of life and of every political and denominational persuasion is coming under the influence of this mighty last day Holy Ghost revival of Pentecostal power. It's happening on street corners. It's happening on college campuses. It's happening in professors' classrooms. It's happening in scientists' laboratories. It's happening in army barracks. It's happening in tall, fashionable churches on Main Street. It's happening in little, humble country churches in rural areas. Like a mighty conflagration, the Holy Ghost is being poured out upon all flesh. Glory to God, and I'm about to shout right now. Glory be to the living God. If you love Him, raise both hands and say praise God. Glory to God. If you believe what I'm saying tonight, 
Say hallelujah. I would like to tell you that the Spirit of God is as full as a magnificent river. It is as pure as the crystal water. The Holy Ghost is as fresh as the morning dew. The Holy Ghost is as healing as the leaves of the tree in the city of the paradise of our God. Is the precious paraclete, God with us. This blessed Holy Ghost is the amazing, adorable advocate who is efficient and sufficient for every occasion and for every emergency. Oh, hallelujah. There is no deficiency or lack in the blessed power of the Holy Ghost. The Word of God says that He is able to make all grace abound to us so that we always have it all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. Can you say praise the Lord? And the blessed Son of God assembled together with the saints in Acts 1, verses 4 through 5 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Christ is reinforcing His promise to His church. He had said in, the, in John 16, 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient that I go away. If I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send Him unto you. Oh, hallelujah. And the Apostle Paul underscored this blessed truth when he said in Ephesians 5, 18, Shadow, sister, that's the way I feel. My God of heaven, I feel Holy Ghost power raining down like raindrops in this place tonight. Glory to God. The Apostle Paul said, Be not drunk with wine, for it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Praise God. If you don't say amen, I will. Praise God. A positive and a negative. Be not drunk. Be filled with the Spirit. Say amen, saints. This thing is not optional. Somebody say amen. It is a divine command of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul said, Be not drunk, but be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. Men will be filled with something. And it's up to us to see to it that they are filled with the blessed Holy Ghost. Glory be to the living God. Hallelujah. This is the Word. This is the promise of God. Now let me stop here just long enough tonight to identify some terms that we hear talked about quite frequently 
in our generation. What do we mean when we talk about classical Pentecostals? At the turn of the century, when Christendom became cold and churches became frigid and there was a spiritual dearth in the land, men had a form of godliness but denied the power of the living God. They went through a form of godliness. They had a ritual of religious exercise. But they denied the power of Almighty God. Religion was staid and dry and formalistic. And the church became worldly and compromised with the pressures that were about Him. My friends, if we expect to keep God's blessed anointed upon our hearts, we must come out from the world and separate ourselves from the world. You talk to God about power, He'll talk to you about holiness. Say amen, saints. The Holy Spirit will not come into an unclean vessel. Amen. And He won't remain in a house that is not kept under the holiness of God's presence. You've got to be a good housekeeper before He'll come in and you've got to keep the house clean if you expect the Holy Ghost to abide. These bodies are the temple, the dwelling place of the Holy Ghost. Say Amen, church. And if we defile this temple, God will destroy us. Somebody say Amen. My friend, if you expect the Holy Ghost to come in your life, you've got to quit sipping your cocktails and smoking your cigarettes and going to the place of the world. I don't intend to let the devil back me up in a corner and squeeze me into his mold. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. He has called us to be a separate people, a clean people, a pure people, zealous of good works that we may magnify and glorify the name of our Father. Be ye holy, be ye holy, as I am holy. Say amen, saints. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Oh, 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 but in that kind of spiritual climate and moral decay and spiritual declension, there was a few hungry souls that cried out to God to send the fire from heaven and to send the new Pentecost. They met in cottage homes. They met in underbrush arbors went out to the woods and found a place to pray. Many went to the cemetery and called on God in prevailing, prevailing prayer, invoking God's blessings. They were concerned about the moral and spiritual climate of their churches and of this nation. And they cried out to God, Oh God, send the baptism of fire. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall. Stir up the embers and stir up the fire and let the anointing of God come to the church one more time. Oh, they prayed until they prayed a hole through the sky. And God did hear their prayers. 
And at the turn of the century, thank God, the Holy Ghost fell as it did on the day of Pentecost. It fell in various places across this nation. In Azusa Street, California. In the hills of North Carolina. And in Topeka, Kansas. And men journeyed from all over this nation. They heard about the fire of God. My God, you get a fire burning in your church and you won't have empty pews to preach to. Come on here now. People are going to go where the Holy Ghost is, where the gifts are, where the anointing of Jesus will minister to the needs of His people. If you believe it, raise your hand and wave it at me. Smile real fast and say, Praise the Lord. Oh, blessed God. They came from all over America. On horseback in any way they could get there. They journeyed from Africa, from India, from the islands of the sea. They came from far and near to see what God was doing and to come under the impact and the influence and the, and the canopy of God's Holy Ghost anointing. And they were baptized in the Spirit. They came away from that place as a burning, flaming witness for Jesus. And where they went, they started a fire. Revivals broke out all across the earth. Oh, They met with disfavor with the organized denominational churches. And the ecclesiastical hierarchy had their meetings and kicked them out. And drove them from their fashionable churches to the woods. They built brush arbors. But they didn't stay in the woods long. They cut down the trees and planed them and sawed them up and came back to town and built churches. My heavenly Father, churches begin to spring up everywhere and dot the land and country with Pentecostal worship. My God, pray it in unison, sing it in unison, worship it, the Father in spirit and in truth. Oh, hallelujah. My Lord, I feel His anointing here tonight. Anybody out there feel His anointing? Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah! They were true to God. They preached when they had to sacrifice to preach. Rotten eggs were thrown at them. Their tents were cut down. Their brush arbors were burned to the ground. Right in the ashes where the old brush arbor was burned down. They laid a foundation for a church. And the walls went up and people came. They were ridiculed and jeered at. But they stood true and faithful to God. And out of that revival, great denominations sprang up. And great Pentecostal fellowships. Until the day like a mighty army, the church stands today, thank God, shouting the high praises of God and giving praise to God for our heritage. Praise God! They're the ones that are known today as a classical Pentecostal. I don't know if I like that term or not. I just like to be called an old-fashioned, Holy Ghost, fire-baptized, tongue-talking, upper room, match to and for, Holy Ghost-filled believer. Hallelujah. Filled with the Spirit. Baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, I don't like these highfalutin terms when somebody say, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. 
I like to say, thank God I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. John said, I baptize with water under repentance. But the one that's coming after me is mightier than I. I shall decrease, he shall increase. I'm on my way out, he's on his way in. I'm not even worthy to stoop down and untie his shoelaces. He shall baptize you. You want to know who the Holy Ghost baptizer is? It's Jesus. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost and fire. That's classical Pentecostalism. Amen, church. Holy Ghost fire. Some folks like to say, I believe in glossolalia. I like to say, I believe in talking in other tongues. As the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Thank God. Somebody say hallelujah. Classical Pentecostalism. Do that again, sister. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord said we'll make joyful sounds. That's a, or, or joyful noises. That's a noise. And it's joyful to me. Do it again. Do it again, sister. Everybody do it. Wow! <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise God. Oh! Yield the love of the love of the Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Just say his name. Jesus. What do we mean by charismatic renewal? My Father, don't you wish you had this for about ten minutes? You're not about to get it. Glory to Jesus. Sometimes I get happy and handed to somebody to preach while I shout. Too dangerous around here to do that tonight. I never would get it back. Amen. Praise God. What do we mean when we talk about the charismatic renewal? It simply means that the blessed Holy Ghost is leaping across all barriers. All barriers. Racial. Cultural. Ecclesiastical. Theologically, glory. 
My Lord, I felt something run right through the, my body, out the end of my toe. The Holy Ghost is being poured out upon all flesh. Praise God. He said he'd do a fast work and he's not taking the time to check what denomination it falls on. Wherever he finds a clean heart and a sanctified soul, he claims that as a house for the Holy Ghost to live in. I don't believe you have to pray him down. He came on the day of Pentecost and he's been here ever since. Praise God. And you don't have to whine and cry, pray and moan and, and, uh, and plead for the Holy Ghost to come in. Present a clean house for Him to live in. He'll look you up. When Cornelius got ready for it, the angel of God said, you're ready for the blessing of God. i got a preacher that if you'll get him down here, he'll tell you what you ought to do. Now, not every preacher will tell you that. Some preachers will pat you on the back and tell you to live any way you want to. Hello? Amen, saints? Glory to God. But Jesus said, get my preacher. He'll tell you what you ought to do. God's got some old-fashioned Holy Ghost Bible preachers that'll point their finger in your face and say, this is the way... God, hallelujah. Praise God. I don't believe he's used to this kind of preaching. Hallelujah. Well, I feel now I don't need a microphone. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I'd just like to know you're still out there. Praise the living Christ. Hallelujah. These precious people of God, when Peter preached the Word, the Holy Ghost fell on them and filled them with the Holy Ghost. How did Peter know they were baptized in the Holy Ghost? They talked in tongues just like they did on the day of Pentecost. And Peter didn't have to have a lesson or a session to teach them phrases to say. And special classes to tickle them under the chin. Come on here now. There's a lot of people talking in these last days, but they're not getting their utterance from the Holy Ghost. Praise God. You do the speaking, but you get the utterance and the unction from the Holy Ghost. My God, the Holy Ghost will move over the mechanism of your speech in a language that you've never heard before. And you'll speak supernaturally as the Holy Ghost pours the words through your vocal cords and your lips. Somebody say amen. You see, if the devil can't intimidate the church, for having the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, 
He'll try to dilute it and water it, water it down and take the supernatural out of it and put it on a human level. Say amen, saints. This is supernaturalist, divine. It's from above. And when He comes and inhabits your life, you will speak as the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance. Oh, Father of us. Somebody say amen. And it's happening. This is an exciting time to be alive, isn't it? It's happening. Thank God it's happening. This Holy Ghost is falling in nominal churches. Great denominational churches. Catholics, Methodists, Baptists, Episcopalians, Seventh-day Adventists, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Church of Christ and a few churches of God. Hallelujah. This is what they call the charismatic renewal. This is Holy Ghost falling in an unconventional manner. Leaping and striking over here and striking over here. We had a letter a few weeks ago from Brother Ard, our missionary to the Gibbard Islands. He said that he was invited to preach at the Catholic Church for a great island-wide service. The building was packed and jammed, and the Catholic priest introduced him to preach. And if you know Brother Ard, you know that he is not the fiery evangelist that ever lived. He just believes in the Word and has faith in God and he stood up in his quiet, refined, dignified, unassuming way. But the Holy Ghost had other plans. He talked about five minutes in that refined, unassuming, dignified way using a lot of finesse. And, and he knew that the man that had on his nightgown and his collar turned backwards was sitting right behind him but a streak of glory like a thunderbolt hit him and he yelled and started preaching like a flaming Paul. And he preached until the Holy Ghost fell on the Catholic priest. And he pulled up his gown right around like and got right out in the middle of that whole crowd dancing in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost fell on him. And the Catholic priest started talking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Oh, yes, it's happening. You can sit around and suck your thumbs and criticize the move of God if you want to, but God is setting some bushes on fire. It's time that we examine and see what the Holy Ghost is doing in these last days. Come on here now. I believe this is one of the surest signs of the soon coming of Jesus. He is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was up a few weeks ago in New Jersey for a special Saturday night meeting. They had 14 nuns in the service, all of them sitting right on the front row. I had planned to preach on another sermon. I went to church, saw them there. I don't know if the Holy Ghost told me to change it or if I just wanted to. But I changed my sermon right in the middle of the stream and preached on the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence. 
of talking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And I hadn't gotten through my sermon about halfway through, and the power of God struck the nun on the outside in the, on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, seating next to the aisle. She squealed and jumped up and started talking in tongues. And it's just like somebody sitting behind them sick them with pins. The next one jumped up and started talking in tongues. And the next, and the next, and the next. Every one of them received the Holy Ghost and fire. They were out shouting the church of God, folks, there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I decided to preach on the charismatic renewal at North Cleveland while I passed, so I put a whole page out in the paper. I said, I'm preaching on the charismatic renewal, glossolalia phenomenon, and a lot of such contemporary terms to get as much outside attention as I could. And I got it. That Sunday morning, it was packed, standing around the wall, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Seventh-day Adventist, Church of God, packed around the wall. So I stood up and I thought, praise God, this is my opportunity. I'd studied and prayed, and the anointing of God was there. I believe study and prayer equals the anointing. If you'll study and pray, you'll have the anointing. Amen. My friend, I had it that morning. And I was about to wax eloquent. And when I did a Baptist deacon, a safe, dry, conservative Baptist deacon that had come all the way from Athens, Tennessee, was sitting on the back row. And I preached about 20 minutes. He jumped up. He said, Preacher, would you please hush long enough for me to get that wonderful experience that you're talking about? I said, yes, sir, come on and get him. He ran down to the front. When he came, 49 others by extra count followed him. And I walked down and laid hands on him, and the Spirit struck him. And he started shaking and trembling, looking up at me. I think he wanted me to tell him how to act. I wasn't about to. I was getting too much joy out of watching him trying to, trying to act. You see, I like to see the Spirit come on these folks. They don't know what to do with it. They've laughed at us and jeered at us so long. I like to see the Spirit come on them. We never did act like they act. Never did. Amen. And there he was shaking and trembling like this and looking up at me and all of a sudden the power of God came on him and he started talking in tongues and got drunk on the Spirit. I like to see people get drunk on the Spirit, don't you? That's the reason I like to take up an offering at the end of the service. I like to get people drunk on the Spirit before I take up an offering. You get people drunk on the Spirit, they'll, they'll empty their pockets. Just turn them wrong side out. <laughs> Amen, saints. He, he got drunk on the Spirit. I fell over on the communion table. I had a nice arrangement of fresh cut flowers. And he knocked off the flowers. Water went everywhere. <laughs> He rolled over to the other side, people getting out of his way, and here he came rolling back, the first holy roller Baptist ever saw in my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to see what God's doing in these last days? I received over 300 Baptists, just about closed up one Baptist church. 
The pastor sent word up to me and said, Tell Brother Lauer to quit proselyting with church members. I sent word back down. said, Tell him I'm not proselyting, I'm rescuing. God has given us license to rescue, hasn't he? Next time you folks are in Cleveland, let me know. I want you to meet Jim Dodson, businessman in Cleveland. He taught Sunday school class at his Baptist church, large Baptist church, and would come up to our church on Sunday night. He'd see the power and got hungry for it. If you don't want this Holy Ghost religion, you better stay away from it. It'll get all over you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so Jim got hungry for the Holy Ghost. He saw what had happened to his Baptist deacon friend. And he called me one night about 6 o'clock at the church. I was still there. He said, Brother Lowry, I'm hungry for something. I believe it's that Holy Ghost you're talking about. He said, I'd like to receive the Holy Ghost. I said, well, Jim, it just so happened that my church council is here and there are men of integrity and spiritual stature. Come on up to the church. We'll pray for you. Believe God to give you the Holy Ghost. He said, all right, I'll be right there. In a few minutes, I heard his tires screaming, and he was coming around the curves. He pulled up in the parking lot, jammed on his brakes, and I heard tires screaming. He got out of his car, ran in through the office, into the council room, put up his hands. He said, all right, give it to me. <laughs> I said, well, Jim, that's not hardly the way God does it. And I explained to him how to receive the Holy Ghost. We laid hands on him, the Holy Ghost fell on him, but he didn't receive the baptism of the Spirit. But the Holy Ghost spoke and said, you shall receive the Holy Ghost very, very shortly. I said, now Jim, I don't know what he means by very, very shortly. But if I were you, I'd just go out of this room expecting him to fall on me any time. He said, thank you. Ran out just as fast as he came in. Got in his car, dug off, burnt rubber all the way out of my parking lot, went around the curtain. About 15 minutes, the phone rang. I picked the phone up. He said, Glory, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise God, glory be to the living God. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. I said, Jim, what's wrong with you? He said, I stopped at the quick and easy to buy a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk, and I started to pay the cashier. I asked him, started to ask him how much I owed him, and I started talking in tongues. I said, Jim, where are you? He said, it's the quick and easy, and dropped the phone, and I heard him shouting and talking in tongues. Oh, God is pouring out His Spirit in these last days. And you say, Amen, saints. I praise God for Holy Ghost, religion, and for the privilege to be alive. When God is visited, it's church by the mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost. For behold, I am in the midst of my people, saith the Lord. I have heard your prayers and I have seen your tears. And I have stretched out my hand among you in this hour. And I will give unto thee the desires of thine heart. Believe me, now saith the Spirit, for I will confirm my word. 
with signs of power. If you'll accept God's promise to your soul, lift both hands and say, God, I accept that promise tonight. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise our God. Praise our God. Oh, Lindanamoko Sunday Murakaya. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 Let every head be bowed reverently, every eye closed, every saint of God praying. God with me here now, saints. Hold to God with me here tonight. Let us believe Him now that He'll touch every soul in His house. He'll minister to every need of every life. Hold to God with me now. Hold to God with me. This is a safe